Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just like that, the final hour is here. Friday edition. Hutton Withrow with you for Hot Mike. Sixth and Peabody, our location so with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. So we close. appreciate all of the uh, viewers across the Outkick Network, streaming live at Outkick.com, and the great radio partners as well to the very station you're listening to. Armando Salguero will join us in a matter of minutes. Um, plus, Riley Gaines will be in, and a lot to discuss with her stance and the evisceration of what ESPN is doing with Leah Thomas and the awards coming her way. And cancel culture is coming her way because she was protested at the University of Pittsburgh. So we'll ask her about oh, that. A, a professor sure, that was... I'm sure what was a very fun experience Oh, for my gosh, yes. Um, Chad, so we have seen Bradley Beal earlier this week. We discussed this. Uh, the altercation he had with a, a, a fan. Flipped the hat off a fan. Yeah, flipped the hat off a fan. And you had uh, an investigation... Moving forward with that, right? So, Petros and Money, stories at Outkick.com. Uh, Petros and Money have the video of this through their account. Uh, Petros Papadinkas and Matt Money-Smith. Great show. They, uh, Anthony Rendon with the Angels went 0-3 in their season opening loss. And in Oakland, in Oakland, and then got into it with a fan. It's a horrible pl- place to play. I'm presuming this happened at this same game, and so is the show. But uh, video of this again, an outkick. So he swings and misses at a uh, at an A's fan after asking what he just said to him. We can't play the video based on what was said and what can be heard. Uh, we we're playing the video, not the audio. Um, you can use your imagination and. The, the fed is saying something, Rendon swings and misses, so just like he did in the I, game. I'm, I'm shocked that not more of his teammates are trying to, to take him out of that situation when that goes down. Well, I think most – but uh, again, maybe uh, You probably maybe also just think, here. like, I, hey, he, he hasn't been around the team a lot. He's been exactly. hurt. So maybe they don't know him but, as well. But and they're also, thinking, like, oh, he's – Maybe he's messing around. I think a lot it's of so uncomfortable. Like maybe he knows the guy. A lot of pro or, I don't know what he's a, doing. A lot of guys will chirp back to the fans, but they don't do that. So I think if you're walking by and you have a fan engaging you and you're talking trash back, and the guy in front of you is in an argument with someone that's wearing a jersey of the other team in the stands, I think you. Think, oh, this is par for the course. We're going to the clubhouse. Guys, can we play right? that back one more time? You see what I'm saying? I want to see this one more time um, too. But this is, this is also an example of what I was using with Bradley Bill and the, and the fan. He grabs him by he's the jersey. He's got like a Joker crazy face on the whole time. But he's, 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 got, he's got him by the, the pullover, Is that too. a punch or a slap? How would you wow. describe that? It was very quick. Whatever it was. Uh, was it a jab? See, that's, that's It wasn't good. a swing. It well, wasn't like a full-on... Okay, now, we're, now this will be good. Well, no, we got to get into this because this, this, this will dictate suspension. Well, no. Because this is, well, it, it could, but it's not, no contact was made. 
and this is not being investigated by police because the fan has not pressed anything forward. Nor Unlike it. the Bradley Bill incident from earlier. I would also say um, in, in Major League Baseball, this would be considered a brawl. You know, bitches yeah. clearing brawl. So that's a punch in MLB. In the NBA, in the NFL, that's a slap. In the UFC, that's a so slap. I, I could just I could see this going any number of ways. I could see MLB saying nothing really to see here and moving on. And I could see them saying 10-game suspension because you took a swing at a fan. Maybe. On camera. There doesn't need to be charges. The league no. has the video. They can see it. Well, And they can decide what to do. But that's why I wanted to see it and back it up because like, if it was like an attempt to like brush the guy's hat off, Bradley Bill style. Right. But he grabs uh, him by the thing, pullover, That's one but like though. taking a full-on swing as a pro athlete by, and having a guy, you grabbed his collar and you're pulling him closer, that's... That's fine, suspension worthy, right? Yeah, I mean, it, but how do you want to? You know, league, it's all yes. we talked to Anthony, and you know, just boys being boys, <laughs> just guys talking some mess, and grabbed them, and said something to them, and you know, just tried to slap them upside the nose a little bit. Nothing to see here. But the, I was that, thinking about the scene in Anchorman when he's fighting Veronica Corningstone, <laughs> and all of his buddies are surrounding him, and he just goes, "They're just talking. They're just talking. They're just no, no need to intervene. Yeah, they're just talking." That's what his teammates were saying. Guys, they're just talking. Don't worry about it. Just talking. But Rendon's grabbing this guy by his pullover. I, I would also say in the NBA, and it's not the NBA; it's the the fan that moved forward with battery charges. Right against Bradley Bill. This is the same deal, like right? Gwyneth Paltrow's accuser. Bradley, which. Gwyneth was she said she's not at fault. She she won one dollar in that suit in the countersuit, but Bradley Bill just hit a hat off of a fan, and meanwhile this guy at least he's getting pulled down. He's like, you know what? I was drunk. I should have been talking trash to Rendon, who means business. There's certain guys you just don't talk to. Rendon, I would say, is one of them. Yeah, he had a bit of a. He seems like a nice enough dude, but there was a look in his eye that it was sort of like the, the Joker. In game number one. Right? Like the eyes got real crazy all of a sudden, real big, crazy, and he had this smile on his face, a smile of someone that would say, I, I might hurt you really badly if you keep this up. He didn't look balanced in that, in that video. So now we'll just wait and see if the league does anything. Armando Salguero about to join us with the uh, very latest across the NFL Riley Gaines also coming in studio, Chad. Looking forward to that. She'll be here in about 10 minutes or so. Yeah, we've uh, we've yet to have Riley Gaines on the show. We talked to her father, Brad Gaines, yep. about his situation with um, uh, the anniversary of Chucky Mullins at Ole Miss and what happened with uh, DeMar Hamlin after that. So looking forward to talking to Riley about all the issues with Leah Thomas and what she's gone through recently, most recently at an appearance at Pittsburgh. Armando Salguero joins us back from the NFL owners' meetings. Hard work and these great locations where the owners gather. Uh, it's not like he has to go to Jacksonville for this by any means. Armando, great to have you back. Hope things are well. And as far as the commanders are concerned, are we closer to a sale? And if so, how soon? Wow. So we start off with Jacksonville catching some strays from Hutton. That nice, very nice. Hey, I'm just saying the owners aren't <laughs> gathering there. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever been to Amelia Island, dude? I mean, that place is. I've been to bad. Jacksonville. Uh, Amelia uh, Island uh, in Georgia. That one. No, no, no. 
What no. is the what is the island off the coast of uh, Savannah in Georgia? What am I thinking? Tybee Island. That's what I'm thinking oh. of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm talking about uh, the, the the very nice ritzy community off of Jacksonville that sure has a very nice ritzy beach with very nice ritzy sun and very nice ritzy sand. But hey, you know, whatever. You know, I'm uh, speaking the who truth. Likes that? It's <laughs> it's Arizona or the it, Hamptons. Let's it's, go. It's the Ohio of Florida. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's what okay. Jacksonville is. I mean, I'm giving credit to where you live. Also, Armando, if you're picking Florida locales, Jacksonville's pretty low on the yeah, list. Yes. Hey, but we are going to see a $6 billion plus dollar sale for the commanders, which means that Daniel Snyder's going to get paid and paid what he wanted. And the owners are acting like they don't know all that much about this. Do you buy that? And if so, is this the ownership group saying, hey, Snyder, Pick who you want because the alternative is so much better than you. Well, so the owners are saying they, except for Jerry Jones, they're saying they don't know anything about the Mary Jo White investigation that is ongoing and is going to look pretty bad probably for Daniel Snyder and his whole firm. What I would say to you is, and nobody has brought this up, which is stunning to me because I guess I think differently, which is the reason that I cannot cobble together a $6 billion uh, purchase of anything. But you're not that liquid, you're saying, Armando? You could put it together. You're just not that liquid. You got to have so much cash on hand, right? (laughs) I saw your new book. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, if if you've got multiple $6 billion offers, and there's at least one report saying that that is the case, isn't the next step to kind of pit one $6 billion offer against another $6 billion offer to get $6 billion and $1 or $6 billion, sure. you know, and change? Isn't that the way that it works? Or do these people just go $6 billion and whoever meets that price, it's good? And then I get to pick whoever it is. All fair. Um, Six billion dollar offers are a lot like anything Chad and I could offer, though. Too, they're not created equal. Which owner that's going to purchase this is going to have the pool of a new stadium with government there? Um, which owner is, or potential owner, I should say, is bidding so they get their name in the mix for Seattle? I think that's Bezos. And as far as cash is concerned. Moving forward, as far as the organization needs to just reach the minimum for operating cash flow, which owner can also do that and pay what it's going to cost to get Snyder to sell. So of the however many, I think there's one or two that will be decided on. And as long as it's not Bezos, I feel like Dan Snyder's taking it. By the way, uh, the the term that uh, was given to me that is the important term here is fully funded. Yeah, Fully funded offer because obviously, uh, like you said, not every offer is the same. If you're selling a house and someone's kept coming in with all cash uh, and someone else has the same offer, but they're giving you 1% down, uh, uh, one is not like the other. Isn't it it crazy that you can, I, I, I learned this this week. 
you can take out a loan for $1.1 billion, and that's it. So that puts in perspective what this would take to actually, Chad, buy into this. Armando, it's crazy the money that people discuss, and we're just like, oh, everyone's got it. Yeah, no, I, I've never said everyone's got it. <laughs> because the guy you're, hey, that, the guys you're around this week do. doesn't yet. Yes. Yes. Right. A lot of guys on Amelia Island about have that kind of money. Yes. Uh, judging by what Armando's saying about this this dream place. Um Lamar Jackson right now, Armando. Overall, how do you think he's doing this offseason? What how, how would you rate how he's gone about it? No representation. You know, it's it's difficult for me to from the outside. You're there, the owners meeting, I'm sure everybody's talking about it. But there's just so little news out there with Lamar, that real news to sink your teeth into. So what do you think about how this has all gone down? Well, there is no one that has spoken either on or off the record that has said it's a great idea for Lamar Jackson to represent himself. As a matter of fact, uh, multiple general managers, including Martin Mayhew and others, have made the point, Eric DaCosta being another one, have made the point that when you negotiate a contract, sometimes as a team, you have to say things that are not comfortable, okay? Because you have to make your points and your points by definition sometimes diminish the player's abilities and or talents and, and highlight their flaws. But when you're talking to a player, you can't really do that because there's the grand possibility that they take it personally. And after they sign the contract, they're still peeved that you somehow diminish them. And now you've got a multi-million dollar player who's feeling a little angst about you, the organization, and even the money you paid him. So that's why teams like to you know, deal with agents who are used to having teams diminish their clients and don't necessarily carry the message back to their clients so that it feels personal. That's number one. Number two, we already know that Lamar Jackson missed a window early on when free agency began because he was representing himself. And during the negotiating period, he as a player could not reach out to teams and say, hey, uh, let's talk. What do you think? Me. An agent could have done that on his behalf. And so though, for those, whatever it was, two days or whatever, that was a missed opportunity for Jackson. And then there's the other thing where he's the one that's announcing, hey, I asked to be traded. I don't know if that was a good decision or not. Number one, to ask. Number two, to put it out there. But obviously, he's comfortable with it. It puts him at odds, potentially, with the Ravens fan base, who he continually says he loves, and yet I want to get away from here. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just, it just adds problems to the entire situation that a player with an agent doesn't have. So uh, just, to, just to look at both sides of it here, he's the fifth or sixth player to ask for a trade in Baltimore in the last four or five seasons. And if he had an agent, is he getting more than what Burrow or Herbert would be getting right now? And would it benefit him more to have it versus what they're going to get on the market? 
if I'm Herbert or Burrow, I would be looking to see what happens with Baltimore and, and Jackson first to see if this guy who's dug in is actually going to benefit from it. Right. So now we're talking uh, apples and oranges. Agent right? no it's agent. Not, uh, right. It's not about agent no agent with Burrow and Herbert because now you have factors that either don't apply to Lamar Jackson or Lamar Jackson has factors that don't apply to those two. Those are one Joe Burrow has taken his team to a Super Bowl and two consecutive AFC championship games. Joe Burrow, arguably agent or no, could be pushing $60 million a year when he gets his contract. Yeah. Why? Because of what he has done and yeah, yeah, he had that that end of season where he blew out his knee. I don't think anyone said the reason Joe Burrow blew out his knee is because he was exposing himself. It was because the team was exposing him with a terrible, terrible, terrible offensive line. Lamar Jackson the last couple of years has missed 10 games because of the way that he plays, because he gets out of the pocket and he becomes a target and people take their shots. And at least on one of those, one of those shots was the reason he missed last season at the end. And Armando froze up on him. Those, there it's you a go. different dynamic is what I was saying. And those other two guys are just different players. Uh, Justin Herbert hasn't missed time. He hasn't missed game. And neither one of them requires two first-round picks for someone else to sign or multiple picks for someone else to sign. But or trade for uh, Deshaun Watson missed 12 games this season because of what happened off the field, and he's making 250 million. Now you don't have to give him the fully guaranteed deal, but what was reported for Lamar Jackson was 133 million, a hundred million dollar difference in guarantee for one versus the other. And oh, by the way, we're also talking about the Chargers and Bengals, who are not going to come close to what we could see Baltimore offer a franchise quarterback. Let's be honest there, too, in, for, in terms of guarantee. They could also point, that is the similarity. Burrow and Herbert could point to the same thing that Jackson is pointing to. I'm sure that they could. I'm not sure that they will. I do. And they have an agent. Steve Bishotti hated, hate, he was like leading the charge to hate the Cleveland Browns yeah. contract with Deshaun it's, Watson. And I mean, he just wasn't doing that and didn't want to be doing that. And certainly didn't want to be the first after doing that. Um, so Armando, Armando, I keep coming back to this. It's like with Cleveland, if you're arguing the other side, it's like not negotiating with terrorists. Right, They're going to come back and say, that's completely separate of how the NFL does business. So until it happens again, we're not talking about it because that's, not, that's no comparison. He got a gift, Deshaun Watson did, because it's a dumb organization. That's what everyone is saying. I don't think they're saying it as plainly as I am right now, but that's what I believe every team thinks. And even if Burrow and, and Herbert argued this, they would say, this is not how the league does business. It's how the Browns did business well, this one time. But and we, let's table this for next week because this is a great discussion because what they're also saying is this is how DeMore Smith does business, the NFLPA president. 
And also the fact that the Browns, the, the, the overarching factor there is the Browns are not the Patriots. They haven't won six Super Bowls. In fact, they have a history of doing stupid stuff. And people don't want to follow stupid stuff with what they believe to be more stupid stuff. A couple of other organizations that haven't won a Super Bowl that could use Lamar Jackson that are going to draft Will Levis instead, probably. But that, that won't be done. Look, look at Armando. But they won't. I mean, I. I but it's I, not going to take 250. I, I, I understand it's your argument. It's not going to take 250. They, it needs more than 133 guarantee. They think it's dumb. They think what happened with Deshaun Watson is dumb. I think it was dumb. I don't even they think. They did what they thought was necessary. I don't think it but, takes a fully guaranteed deal. It's a $120 million difference in guarantee that we're discussing, not 250. That's my point. And, I mean, no one else is willing to pony up and give him 200. I'm surprised by that. Well, certainly it's it's going to be harder for him to get to that number when that same team also has to give up multiple draft picks, including one or two first-rounders to get him. All fair. All fair. Great to have you back, and uh, let's catch up next week, Armando. Great work from the owners' meetings. We were referencing a lot of your work all week and a lot of news Despite there not being anything on the docket for the Washington Commander's sell, that was the dominating headline. I loved it. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Armando. Have a good one. Armando Salguero, Outkick.com. Great work, as always, as our senior NFL writer. Chad, coming up, Riley Gaines joins us in studio, the spokeswoman for the Independent Women's Forum, SEC champ, record holder, and more. In studio next to discuss Leah Thomas, a recent trip to Pittsburgh. An eventful trip to Pittsburgh. Right. And uh, apparently archaeologists can't tell the difference between male or female. That's what we heard. Weird. Yeah. Our it, reaction you know, will be you know same as the crowd. Indiana Jones. He could tell the difference. That's one archaeologist that could. Riley joins us next on Hot Mike. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Glad you're with us. Six and Peabody, our location. Chad, uh, literally 30 seconds ago, you asked our next guest in studio, Riley Gaines, who's here, if she's on Twitter. The reason for so many underscores is because... She got deleted? Yeah. Canceled. So I'm, I'm, but she's I'm back. putting a tweet together right now. Attempted cancellation. This is a... Think, what do you think about this preview? Go ahead. I said, we are joined now by at Riley underscore Gaines underscore talk about being protested because she dared to say men and women are different that's yeah. a hell of a i mean i can i leave now go ahead that's good all right just include the I, link. I can i can just do that that's that's include a great intro we'll to have riley retweet right riley welcome thank you so so much and it's crazy but that's 100 percent accurate <laughs> that is um one of the best tweets i've ever how did you sent, find out also. that your uh your account was you know paused and then originally deleted so you had to re- recreate this it was weird because a notification came up on my phone i was i was trying to build this platform so i could continue spreading stories that are very similar to my own 
Um, and it said someone actually reported me for lying about my birthday in my profile. Um, I said my birthday was in 1999. I'm a 2000s baby. So someone reported that I had lied, therefore my account got banned. I was thinking you were born in a leap year or something. Yeah. That's, that's like a real, that's like, you know, trying to get Capone on tax evasion, like a real backdoor <laughs> way to get you out because you're saying something they don't like. Riley, take us back to um, the whole Leah Thomas ordeal, right? And your, your story is interesting because we can all sit and talk about the common sense approach to this and say, there's a reason that men's and women's sports have been separated for so long. Uh, you lived with it. You competed. Uh, you know, you, you've seen this firsthand. And your story in and of itself is crazy, especially leading up to the trophy presentation in this whole deal. Can you take us through it? Absolutely. Um, so I grew up here in Nashville, actually, and I started swimming at the age of four. I'm 22 now, so I dedicated 18 years of my life to swimming. And so my senior year, I had made it my goal to win a national championship, which was something I knew I was capable of doing. Middle of our season, um, about November of 2021, all of a sudden this person, Leah Thomas, comes out of nowhere, posting the fastest times in the nation by multiple seconds, which in swimming seconds is a lot to be leading the nation by, in multiple events. And so there were so many red flags, but never once did it occur to me that this could be a male. Until, of course, an article was posted saying that Leah Thomas was formerly Will Thomas and swam three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania. And so when I found this out, I was truthfully relieved um, because I was able to look up who Will Thomas was and saw that this was a mediocre man, um, ranking 462nd at best nationally in the men's division. And so I thought the NCAA would see it exactly how I saw it. Nothing opinionated, just the sheer facts of it. But that is not how the NCAA saw it. And so that first day of competition um, was a day I didn't compete. Um, those, those long distance events, those aren't my thing. And so I watched the 500 on the side of the pool and I watched Leah Thomas swim to a national title beating Olympians, American record holders, the most impressive female swimmers this country has ever seen. And so that second day of competition was the day Leah Thomas and I raced and we both qualified for finals, top eight. And we come back that night and we race and almost impossibly enough, we tied. Um, I think we both went one minute, 43 seconds and 52 one hundredths or whatever it was. And so I go behind the podium and the official looks at me and Leah towering over me. We're standing next to each other. And he says, great job. Um, you guys tied and we don't really account for ties. Um, so Leah takes the trophy. And so I, of course, questioned him, which was the first time they had been questioned for anything they had done thus far. And I said, OK, well, why are you giving this trophy to Leah? And he kind of stumbled, um, not really prepared to answer this, answer this, but he said, well, Leah has to take the trophy home because Leah has to have it for pictures. You can pose with this one, but you'll go home empty-handed. Um, Leah takes the trophy. And so that's truthfully when I was done waiting for someone else to stick up for us because I thought someone who was supposed to be protecting us would protect us. Riley Gaines in studio with us on Hot Mike. What was it like behind the scenes with Leah Thomas for that competition and what did you do with the trophy they sent you but they didn't let you go home with <laughs> that trophy the minute this whole charade happened it was devalued to me um, first of all I'm a 12-time All-American so I have lots of them it wasn't really the tangible object that I was wanting when I was but you would have kept it right but immediately meaningless when I yeah. when they reduced it to a photo op to validate the feelings of a male I didn't want that stupid trophy. It meant nothing to me because they didn't actually want to celebrate and recognize women. Um, 
you asked how Leah Thomas was kind of behind the scenes. One thing I do want to touch on is the locker room because I think it's so important for people, parents, to hear because no parent, I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum, no parent wants their daughter in a locker room where a male is equipped with male genitalia and is exposing himself. But that's exactly what we dealt with. Um, us as 18 to 22-year-old girls, we were in the locker room with a 22-year-old male who drops his clothes, fully exposed and intact, watching other women undress. And no one, no one within the NCAA, no one forewarned us this would be the arrangement that we would, that we would be sharing this locker room together, and it felt like betrayal. I, so, so no one from the from the NCAA, they saw this, but they did nothing about it. And I'm sure everyone was complaining about this. Absolutely. If you show up and you didn't know it was going to happen. Absolutely. Right? And so, first of all, the swimming locker room is not necessarily a place of modesty. I mean, you you have to put on these suits that are so small. It takes about 15 minutes to put these suits on, and so 15 minutes of which you're fully exposed. Um, and so, when Leah Thomas walked in that first day, it got silent. And every girl was uncomfortable. And so I immediately left the locker room and I asked one of the officials, you know, I said, okay, I know the guidelines that are in place, the unfair guidelines that allowed Leah to compete with us, but what are the guidelines for this locker room situation? And his words, quote for quote, he said, oh, well, we actually got around this by making the locker rooms unisex, which meant that any man <laughs> could have walked into our locker room and bare minimum, they didn't even tell us. So a coach, um, one of the officials, a parent, any man, not even just a self-identifying female, could have walked into that locker room. Have you heard from anyone with the NCAA that came up to you separate of all this in any way and said, hey, you're right, we're wrong, I can't admit it, but what you're saying has some validity, or was it just silence from the NCAA? You know, so it's been a year since this last championships, and the amount of messages that I've received from coaches, athletic directors, presidents of universities who have said, hey, keep fighting. We don't want to get sued. We're scared of retaliation, so we're not going to say anything publicly, but what you're doing is so important. And at first when they said this to me, I felt truly so humbled. I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm doing the right thing, but now a year later, I do not feel honored when these people say this to me because I've realized um, that silence is complicity. These people who are... They know it's wrong. They know that it's not right or ethical or fair to allow men into women's spaces and sports, yet they're still not standing up to it. Even the, the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert, who released a statement saying he unequivocally stood in his decision to allow Leah to swim with the women um, because it's based in evolving science. Um, he came up to me at the NCAA convention where they announced Woman of the Year, which I was nominated for, but so was Leah Thomas. Um, he came up to me and said, you know, keep fighting. We support you. But the irony, because he's literally the one we are fighting. So ESPN chooses to honor Leah Thomas as one of the inspirational women in sports for the last year. And I know you had a tweet out about that. And we've talked a lot about this issue, Riley. And every time we bring it up, there's not a lot of opposition to the common sense things we're saying if someone disagrees, it, the response is always, well, it doesn't happen that much, so don't worry about Absolutely. it. Stop talking about it. Shut up about it. If someone's on the opposite end politically or, or whatever it may be, um, do you feel like the NCAA truly believes 
this is what's right, or have they been sort of brainwashed with publicity and afraid to take a stand simply because they think they're going to be outed as someone who's intolerant or whatever the word may be? You hit the nail on the head. They're introducing so much of this DEI, um, diversity, equity, inclusion, but it's almost as if diversity has turned into racism and equity has turned into really the definition of equity. It's like the NCAA is just using this word but has no idea what the definition is because the way they're using it is so ironic. Um, But it's been infiltrated into something like sports where DEI, all of this nonsense, it shouldn't be that way in sports because sports relies on your your talent, your the work you put in, your biology, your physiology, none of this other junk that they're now putting into sports, making it political, making it divisive. But I think that's the goal. I think that's what they want. And so I think the NCAA and the, and the ESPN, obviously they know the differences between men and women. These ESPN reporters, they cover men and women's sports all the time. They know the difference, but they would rather virtue signal and be seen as kind and inclusive and tolerant and loving and accepting and all of the things, when in reality, it truthfully is none of those things to allow men into women's spaces. You know, we've seen some big organizations come out and say, okay, here's the rules, right? You know, trans women, you know, can't go over and participate against women. It's about your biology. Do you think that we're closer to more common sense rulemaking being clearly declared across all sports? Truthfully, I do. Um, I feel like the tides are turning. I feel like people are are opening their eyes, at least down here in Tennessee. There's nothing scarier than a mad mama bear. But I feel like we're getting a lot of those now, whether that be within the education system, they're seeing what's happening to kids or in sports or what that looks like. People are getting fed up with all this gender ideology propaganda stuff that's being pushed. Um, They realize that I think at first, again, they wanted to be seen as inclusive and virtue signal and all the things. But I think people are realizing how this is harmful, specifically to women and specifically to children. Surprising, though, that, you know, women can complain in the NCAA about locker room conditions in the NCAA tournament or, you know, what the hotel may be compared to the men's tournament. But no one's listening to the women swimmers or, 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 or across the board in regards to this. So, moving forward... And who are actually being violated well, right, in their locker room. Right. But That's so, the craziest part. So, do you, feel, do you actually believe they're leaning more into that, that they'll listen to that? Or do you think, well, there have been other instances of this, and this is... They're, they're pointing... Chad's right. We hear, well, it's a one-off. Don't worry about it. Right. We continue to see it. And it's the same response where, biologically... We don't, by the way, we don't see... If, a, if, a, if we saw a female who wanted to identify as male, compete against men, totally. the result would be way different because you mentioned that Leah Thomas is ranked 462nd against the men versus top of the class at Penn. But this is a perfect point, and it's something that, truthfully, the media up until, I mean, even still, has done a terrible job of covering. But at this same meet where we had Leah Thomas, who's a man transitioning to woman wearing a female suit with a bulge, this same meet, we have another trans athlete swimming who is a female, biological female, transitioning to male, who fully identifies as Isaac, formerly Izzy, goes by Isaac, he, him pronouns. We were expected to treat this person as male. And so 
the irony, again, because if we're basing this off gender identity, which is, which is stupid anyways, but if we are, then why do we have someone who is a female identifying as a male competing with the women, finishing in the top five in the country, being an all-American? And I can tell you exactly why. And it's because Izzy or Isaac would have never been able to compete at that level with the men. But now um, Isaac has, is competing with the men. Um, again, an all-American female top in the country, finishes dead last amongst the men every time now. I believe Isaac has beaten one other male this season, and he had one arm. Not to be funny, I mean, I'm being totally frank. That's, yeah. that's, that's the reality of what this is. Riley Gaines in studio with us. So you're at the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, you're facing protesters, and you're speaking, and there's a professor that says that <laughs> an archaeologist would not be able to tell the difference male or female if they were actually examining bones of a you know a, a time long ago i don't know what the definition of what he was pointing to was but what was the reaction in the room and your reaction speaking to the to this group in front of said professor you couldn't even help but laugh um, which everyone did. Which everyone did, because this is a professor who studied anthropology, which anthropology is the study of really human life, human civilization. And so I asked this professor, he was telling me testosterone has no effect on performance. That was his claim. And so I'm asking him, okay, did you take archaeology courses? And he said, of course, I have my PhD. And so I said, okay, so you, let's say we dig up two skeletons 100 years from now, man and woman. Could you tell the difference? Me, of course, knowing the answer. I, I kind of did this manipulatively. Um, because any rational person with, I mean, a fifth grade understanding of biology knows that you would be able to tell. There's differences in the pelvis and the jaw and the skull and all the different things. Forensic Files tells us this. Absolutely. Yes. You can watch CSI and know this. <laughs> For sure. But this professor, uh, he felt backed in the corner, I'm sure, and he said no. And it was laughter. That was That was the reaction because I think it, shows how far the left is willing to go to deny truth, deny reality, deny science. And these are people who are teaching higher education to college-age kids. This person is allowed to distribute the same information to people who are learning this. It's, it's, it's sickening, really. Yeah, but so the, you, you mentioned the left. So, I'm, I'm, so the same, like if we rewound time, <laughs> the same people that are, Act, they're activists for women's rights. Right. Are saying this, what they're saying now about we wouldn't be able to tell. I don't understand. It's flipped. It's right? flipped, the but Title it's the IX same. The Title IX movement to now, it's people on one side. And even. Or now um, the opposite yeah. side, I feel like, in terms of protecting women's sports, right? Even since COVID and stuff, this is the party who, who love to say trust the science. But when it comes to all of this gender ideology stuff, especially in sports, they're doing the exact opposite. And so you're exactly right. It's just, it feels like the hypocrisy and really the switch. Um, of course, the original feminist movement was embraced by the left. Um, we think of the people with the pink hats and all of the antics willing to um, empower women. Title IX. Absolutely. I mean, uh and it's just totally flipped. And I think the Republicans see that this is a winning issue um, amongst, again, majority of Americans. I, I think the pendulum has swung a little too far. Where are we headed? Where are you headed after this? Like, <laughs> it's um, it's interesting because I was supposed to be in dental school this year. Um, I graduated from University of Kentucky with my degree in human health sciences and health law, 
And so I had every intent on being in dental school. Um, hopefully I wanted to pursue endodontics, which is like root canals, but I've totally put that off. Um, I've reapplied and so I'm set to go back in the fall. Um, but I, I put that off because I know the relevance and the importance behind this issue and what's at stake if someone doesn't stand up to this. Um, dental school will always be there, but this might not be. And so I was hoping by this fall, more girls in my position, which again is not unique. This is happening so much. I was hoping more people would be standing up to this and it would kind of be like a passing of the torch moment because to be totally frank, I don't know if politics is, is my calling, um, but I still don't feel like that has been garnered yet. So I kind of pray every day, you know, where do I need to be? Where does God need to put me to continue making impact? Because I've realized this is something I'm really passionate about. And I just got married. Um, I have a little sister. I can only hope one day that I am fortunate enough to have a daughter. And I can't imagine being in the position that I'm in and not fighting for her. My little sister, she just was the um, Tennessee state champion in gymnastics. That's awesome. And I can't imagine not fighting for her. And so, to be honest, I don't know what my future looks like. Final two minutes. By the way, the Gaines family across the, the SEC. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, what's the worst thing you face by having the stance that you have? And why don't more athletes in women's sports take this front that you're doing? I know we only have two minutes, and that's not near enough time to touch on the silencing aspect of what's gone on this past year from these universities and the media and these large organizations like ESPN even. Um, it's a lot more chilling to think about how we're having our freedom of speech suppressed than the fairness in women's sports piece. Um, these girls, Leah Thomas's teammates, it's crazy what they went through on a daily basis. I can't say enough good things about my athletic director, Mitch Barnhart. When I was on the verge of speaking out, he told me to speak my heart. He said, we love you. We support you. Say, say what you feel. Speak your convictions. And I realize what a rarity that is. And so girls aren't speaking out because they're scared. And so my final message to the people listening, parents, medical professionals, coaches, whether that be the high school, middle school, whatever level that might be, female athletes, even male athletes, it's so important to use your voice, be bold, be loud, don't be scared to ruffle feathers because we need people willing to do that because again, this is how the overwhelming majority of the people in this country and really worldwide feel. Yes, and that, it does surprise me, Chad, and we've echoed this, how yeah. if it's the vast opinion, why we don't see more just saying, hey, do the right thing When we here. bring it up, people just stay silent. So I, or if, if Leah enough. wants to be called Leah, I'll call Leah Leah, right? But like, I'm not going to buy into the fact that Leah should compete against women in the sport period and go from 462nd to first. Kudos, kudos for standing up for this. We really appreciate you Thank coming you. in. And You're welcome anytime. time. Yeah. We're in the same city. Of course, right? I'll just drive over. <laughs> Sixth and Peabody, the place to be, for sure. You know sure. now when you walk in that we sometimes run air. So, you know, you can next, hey, the next you know time you, The next time you come in, Riley, you'll have three underscores in your Twitter handle. Absolutely. That's, right. That's yeah. the goal, right? That's right. Uh, thanks for coming. Of course. Thank you. More coming on Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Chad, how about the proposal gone wrong? Running out to the outfield. Again, I, I'm a proponent of if you go out to the playing field, you deserve to get just Dodger rocked, Stadium. rocked. And at Dodger Stadium, a guy did this to propose. and <laughs> Security guard takes him out. It looks like a plowed. scene from an Adam Sandler movie. Like, yes. it, it looks It's so perfect. He gets to dead center field, and he takes one knee. And these security guards, they don't care about love at all, clearly. Clearly down on one knee to propose, and he gets wrecked by a form tackle. Amazing Again, video. You go in with the Sharks, you get treated like... You're going to get bit. Yep. You get treated like uh, you ran in with the Sharks. You know that that one security guard, too, is just saying, this is my chance. He's on a knee, oh, sitting duck. I can it, finally have that tackle I've always wanted. He comes from the left field line. If you don't know what that guy's doing, I'm glad that he treated that situation in that way. I'd be shocked if that guy didn't separate a shoulder. Uh, and what a proposal way. for years to come. Yeah. This is what I did to propose. This was my love. Chad, we have bet every game in the NCAA tournament. We have. Our bet the board picks continues tomorrow for the Final Four. Give me Florida Atlantic, and I'm taking the money line. Plus two and a half. Over San Diego State. And... Miami plus five and a half. I want to pull the trigger on the old money line, but I'm not going to. But Hurricanes cover against UConn plus five and a half. But you can pull the trigger on winning money. And an all-Florida national championship game? Is that what we'll be talking about on Monday? It's a basketball state now. Maybe. It's not football. It's all hoops. All South Florida. It's not old people anymore. It's not just old people. Join us 3 o'clock Eastern for Hot Mike on OutKick.